Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my house Baby, take control now We can't even slow Good morning, everybody. This is Be Matters, Car Radio 97, 3 FM, the great state of Seattle. We're having a great show here this weekend. We're talking to our old friends and sponsors. They've been around for many, many years. In fact, way back in the day when I had a construction company there in Seattle Market, I used to go to these guys all the time uh, for flooring needs for all my customers. It is Mark. And Christina Hate from Hate Carpet. How are you guys doing today? How are you doing, Mark? Uh, holding up well. Yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, you look like you are. Yeah, hey, Christina, going, how are you? Uh, do freedom. Doing great. <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, it's good to have you guys back on the show. It's kind of like old home friends, you know. It's a. Uh, it's nice. I always. Um, I used to go back to go back in the day. I know you guys moved. We'll talk about your, I guess it's somewhat new location, um, but I'd go back to your old one down there by Dairy Queen off uh, off the highway. Yeah. Uh, you guys had a great place there, and I'm sure your showroom is even bigger. And one of these days, I gotta, I'll gotta, i come out and visit you guys. Well, uh, as soon as this pandemic, is, which is getting better, so we'll be able to, to do some visiting here real soon. So, And I'm going to give you guys a grab a pen and paper. I'll give you their um, phone number. Uh, website address and, and also their address. They, they've moved to a new spot there in Woodenville, but um, they've got a big, big showroom. Christina was on a few months ago and talked to me about uh, their showroom and all that. We'll get into that a little bit today, too. We got a fun show. So let's start off with uh, kind of this is a what's under your feet. Um, I like that on your website. That's pretty cool. Uh, you guys, um, so Mark, what, 65 years in, in the business? I guess there's 65 years in the flooring industry. Is that kind of the story? Yeah, we uh, we count my father's time in uh, the business, although he sold it um, when I was in college, but um, four or five years after I opened another store. So, um, you know, we're basically that. uh, There was a little interruption in hate carpet for a while, and then we came back. And so we include his years in business, too. And then how how long have you and Christina been doing it together? Oh boy. <laughs> well, probably thirty-seven years. Wow. You know, okay. we've been married thirty-eight years and we took out our business license that year and yeah. opened a store or a you know, our contracting business the year after that. So okay. most of our married life. That's very, very cool. Well, you guys have been at this for a long time. Thousands of floors you put in. And, you know, we have other sponsors that have been around a long time. You, you, you guys have survived many recessions, many storms. Um, obviously, with all the floors you put in, if you're not doing it right, you'd be out of business. So you're doing a lot of things right. Uh, I always enjoyed coming to see you guys and have my clients come in there because I knew you were always going to take care of them and give them top-notch white glove service. So. Thank you That's, for that. Uh, what's nice about that. So let, let's, um, I'd like to dive into, because I know we talked about this, uh, and I know, Mark, it's probably been a year since you've been on the show, but I want to go through this again, because you had brought up uh, before, and I want to discuss it, the shop at home experience. So could you talk a little bit about what that is for you guys? And is that still a popular thing now that we're coming out of the pandemic? And kind of what what, it, what do you do there? Yeah, so... Back in uh, probably the early 2000s, I 
really became aware of uh, shop at home service. Uh, I think it was Empire was about the biggest game in town. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, you know, we need to get into that too. It just makes a lot of sense. So, uh, you know, for convenience for our customers and to be able to have a, a farther reach with our business because, you know, you get out 15 miles or so and some people are not going to want to drive to your store. So we just, uh, we started uh, developing that back then. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it's tough to get known for that. You've got to keep advertising and, and letting people know because it's, especially back then it was a little bit out of the box. It's yeah. just not the way uh, it was done. So you get this recent, uh, you know, pandemic has changed the whole landscape for that. Now I look at trade magazines and they're all uh, for flooring and they're talking about, you've got to get a shop at home going with your retail business. And so we already had to jump on that. So we're uh, uh, a little ahead in that area. So we're, we, we anticipated that that would be something that would be needed, but not to the level that it's is now. So, yeah. But going back to my question though, Christina, is it common practice where you reach out and call the customer prior to the shop at home to try to figure out what they're looking for? Or how do you do that? Yes. When someone calls and makes that appointment, we're going to ask them what areas of the home they need flooring in, what, types of products they're interested in, we make sure that's all communicated to the person who's scheduled to come out to them. Okay, got it. And then you you mentioned, Mark, you do in-home measurement right there. So are you going through the entire process or your salesperson of showing them the product, doing the measurement, providing some kind of an estimate there? Or how do you guys do that? Yeah, we can do the entire process right there in the home. And, you know, we'd like to do that, but we're going to get a feel or what the customer is interested in. Sometimes they want to have time to, you know, think about what they want and they don't want to feel like you're trying to close a sale in their home. Right. Sometimes they just want to get, let's get going. I want this next week. So it's it's really customer focused and driven by the customer. So Got it. also... I see, um, from my standpoint, I see the inquiries come in over uh, emails and some of our other uh, lead sources. So um, we try to be really, really fast in responding to those. So people are, they're just in a hurry nowadays and they've come to expect with Amazon it's and hard. Uh, yeah, you got all the yeah. online stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you have to kick it up to the next level. Yeah. So when you say fast, what is fast to you as far as response? Is it the same day you're calling them or I, what does that mean to you? Well, on our, when we were responding to leads that I get over my email or through other lead sources, uh, within the hour, within I want the hour. Okay. Answer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're on top of it right away. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'm I'm fortunate because I I have some uh, shop at home salespeople that are just plugged in, and they'll take emails or calls yeah. almost twenty four hours a day. So it's just the way they're wired. So it's all these new young people, right, with all the tech stuff. It's all second nature to them. Yes, yeah, it's not 
they don't unplug. So sometimes I worry about that, but you know, that's the way they do things. So they're just, they're ready to respond. So, yeah, well, that's obviously helpful to your business. That's great. So for the last bit, so now we talked about mobile, we can certainly do that. I'm going to give the phone over here uh, in just a moment. Now the showroom. So if they come in the showroom, how is that different from the mobile experience, Christina? I think that first off, our our showroom is brand new. So it's beautiful and light, lots of windows, lots of natural light. Um, It's a really pleasant experience to come in where we're not cramming everything, you know, into small aisles for you. So people have space to lay things down on the floor and look at them. Um, Helpful staff. We are still very customer focused. Um, I'm not trying to sell you something or pr- promote something for you. I want to hear from you what you want on your floor. What are you unhappy with in your existing floor? Like, what's the problem you're solving? Yeah. And we're going to help you solve that problem by making recommendations that are really, you know, focused on solving your problem. Um, whatever we believe are the best products for you to consider. Um, the best product line to consider and go from there. You can borrow samples from our showroom and check them out and take them home. Um, So you're welcome to check those out. Um, We can order certain companies will let us order samples to ship to you. So if you don't want to lug the boards home, but you've got three colors you want to see, we can order swatches of those to ship. So we're very customer focused. To help well, you make that's, a good yeah. decision. That, and that's how you guys have built your business. I know that. You guys are the best of the best out there in flooring. You want to check these guys out, um, you want to give them a call at uh, 425-485-1354. Go to hatecarpet.com. They're out there in Woodenville. Uh, it, you can ask for Christina. She'll she'll take the call. Um, and uh, happy talk to with her on the yeah on the radio. And I'm sure Mark's around too. If you want to if you want to bug him a little bit too as well, <laughs> we're gonna get it. The carpet, hardwoods, uh, vinyl tile. There's a bunch of 2021 trends I want to talk about uh, going forward here uh, with Mark and Christina Hate of Hate Carpet. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion here with Mark and Christina Haight. They go way back uh, with Haight Carpet. You can check them out. Uh, I gave this to you before, but uh, if you got your pad and, pa- uh, pad and paper and pen there, uh, you want to write down their website. It's HaightCarpet.com. We'll get the spelling on that. That's H-A-I. G-H-T, and then carpet.com. So H-A-I-G-H-T, carpet.com. You can also give uh, Christina a call, her or one of her lovely salespeople. They're all very, very helpful. You know, I'll tell you guys, um, uh, back in the day, I I would send all my customers to Hey Carpet for Flooring just because I knew when I sent them there that they were going to get the best experience possible. And it was great. You know, years later now we're doing this radio show. I sold my construction business and Hey Carpet is still here through all of the recessions, all the pandemics, everything. They're still around. Yeah. Uh, yeah if you want to talk to Christina, you can give her a call at 
425-1354. That's 425-485-1354. That's the showroom phone number. You can ask for Christina. If she's not helping another customer, she certainly will take your call. Okay, uh, so I want to ask you, Christina, I, I did a little bit of research because I always like to find out, you know, every year they come out with the trends, you know, for flooring. And I know there's, you know, trade shows and things like that. So, so what are you seeing? I, I wrote some notes down here. I just wanted to kind of see what are your, what are you seeing as 2021 trends in flooring? Um, cleaner, cleaner lines. Um, in carpet, that translates to not deep and fluffy and shaggy looking quite so much as clean Berbers. Um, no, people come in not wanting to see footprints, wanting it to be easier to vacuum. Um, patterns, though, you know, there's a trend to do more hard surface throughout the main living space yeah. of your home. Yeah. And what that does then is it makes your carpet areas smaller, which makes people feel more confident, maybe exploring with patterns and colors, more intense color in a one small room versus, you know, wall to wall throughout the whole house. And so people are getting more creative with how they use textiles um, from a design perspective, um, function, people want ease of maintenance. That's a big thing. So they want stain treatment. They want yarns that spot clean easily. They don't want something with such a deep pile that the stain disappears or they can never quite get it all out. Yeah. So that's what I'm hearing verbalized a okay. lot in the show. And what about like at hardwoods? Because I have some notes here. It talks about grays, the new black, black, blonde floors are making a comeback. What's your thoughts on all of those Absolutely. things based on? Well, you know, maybe three, two or three years ago, if you walk down the hardwood aisles and buy all my displays, I'd say 80% of all of the hardwood colors were in gray tones. Okay. I mean, gray had really just overwhelmed the hard surface market. It, when you look at the hardwood aisle today, there's a lot more blonde, caramely, more neutral, um, natural wood colors in there. Um, the gray is still a player. Yeah. Uh, people don't want to go too yellow in their colors, but they... Um, a lot of the Scandinavian look, you know, the the Russian white oak, yeah. really wide plank. I was going to ask natural about what, white wash, a, kind of a beachy white wash. Is that popular? Um, yeah, in some areas. I think white wash does more retail-wise in California than it does yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest still trends toward the warmer wood colors or grays. Okay. Um but not quite so much the white. Okay. And what about like, cause they, they had talked about kind of a, the old fashioned, like the dark espresso colors. Is that making mm -hmm. a, a comeback as well? The darker woods? We're not seeing that so much. Um, if it does, it's because it's something else is driving it. Like it's a wide plank and it has an interesting texture. Okay. Um, people are getting away from high gloss, high sheen, formal glossy hardwoods to very flat finishes non-reflective finishes wire brushed wire brushed is way more yeah. common now than now, a what, hand so, scrape you brought that up now i was going to ask you about that later but what is wire brushed what is that wire brushed means that once the plank is formed 
at the mill, they take a stainless steel brush system and they run that plank under it. And, and the, those tips of the steel brushes brush out the softest part of the wood fiber okay. just enough, like at a micro level, just enough to leave the harder part of the grain exposed, and which creates a little bit of a texture. Okay. So it doesn't feel just sanded flat and smooth and glossy anymore. And um, I would it, imagine that it, hides dirt better too, doesn't it? Yeah, it can. Yeah. It can. I mean, they're still going to spray, you know, five coats of finish or seven coats of finish on that wood. Um, but the finish still just embeds in that texture on the surface of the board. And a lot of people think that it feels more natural if you barefooted in the house. Yeah. You just sense the wood texture a little more without the drama of a hand scrape look that looks more rustic to people. It's a cleaner look. The wire yeah. brushing is. It, since you talked about wire brush, what about, because I've heard about weather distress, like reclaimed wood. How does that fit in that category with wire brush? And do you sell some of that? Like the rough hewn more of distress type wood flooring? Um, the, the really heavily character woods of reclaimed woods are not near as much in demand in my market anyway as the wire brushed is. As the wire brushed, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think if the trend is either to go with more modern looks, which are cleaner, um, plainer, they don't want as much drama in the wood. They just want a very natural, um, more uniform grain yeah. uniform color on the floor so the wire brushing works with that and and part of that's about color not going too strong or too light you know yeah. that makes a lot of sense and then talk to me too christina because i mean obviously you could lay wood horizontally or vertically in a room but what about different patterns like i've heard about herring bones and chevrons and diagonals do, do you see some of that as far as how that's installed and is that popular now well, it's it must be gaining traction countrywide because more of my manufacturers are providing even in vinyl plank there are some some patterns that are designed for a herringbone pattern a herringbone install. Um, you're going to pay more for the labor on that for sure. It's a much more involved install in terms of squaring that all the way across the floor, but it's an interesting texture on the yeah. floor. And yeah. so again, because more people are doing hard surface anyway, sometimes they want to define a room differently, doing something more interesting. So the family room or the dining room has the herringbone or their office has the herringbone, but the whole house then is still a straight set, you right. know. Makes sense. Mark, just so you know, because I want to ask you this as far as like, what is the difference between a herringbone install lay look and a chevron look? Do you <laughs> give me a, I, I, I'm always wondering like, what is the difference there between how they look? Do you, uh, the herringbone, I, I'm probably not going to be the best one to answer this. So um, you might want to defer to Christina. On that. Okay. I know what the herringbone <laughs> is, but I'm not even, uh, I'm not recalling what the chevron is. So. Okay. Well, yeah, first of all, it gets more confusing because even some of our manufacturers use the same term almost interchangeably. Okay, so, but but my understanding of a chevron is that it has mitered corners 
you know, so very sharp points where two boards are mitered and meet up okay. versus a herringbone um, where it each square board it, or rectangular board is straight set. So right. you still have an overlapping of completely square corners throughout the pattern. But you, it's hard to explain that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to kind of paint a picture where it works. But isn't it true because carpet can come in planks now, too? So you could do those same kind of patterns with carpet as well, correct? Yes, you could. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. All right. Um, now, so that's kind of the trends. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is kind of like a stone look because uh, that has come up. I've seen in the research I was doing online. So slate, limestone, travertine, concrete. Do you have flooring that kind of looks like a stone look? And, Lots of it. Okay. Yes. And is that there, I would say floor? almost all of the tile lines that we represent are porcelain, okay. not natural stone. Okay. And many of them have some kind of Carrera marble visual, okay. um, also a concrete visual. But marble, you know, all of the quartz countertop lines are coming out with, you know, with their version of marbled. Marbly looks, some with really heavy, bold veining, and some with subtle. Got it. When we come back, we're going to get uh, jive right into carpets now, um, cover all of that, and I will give you their phone number in the next segment of the show. Without on Pete, this is All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News, and Seattle's. All right, we're back. This is Pete with Home Matters. Car Radio 97, 3 FM, Seattle's News. And Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion here with Mark and Christina Haight. Um, it's good to have Mark back on the show. I haven't seen him. It's been a year. So I, uh, it's glad to have you back. And I like the beard. That looks cool, man. Nice job. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's sporting a big beard now, which is great. And uh, You get all these guys over at HateCarbon.com. If you want to check them out, um, that's H-A-I-G-H-T-C-A-R-P-E-T, so hatecarpet.com. Do you guys, um, if they want to do a mobile, Mark, do can they schedule an appointment there, or do they have to call you? Couldn't they do it on the on the website? Oh, yeah, the, on the website, on different, uh, you know, lead services and uh, through uh, calling us texting uh there's so many ways to get a hold Whichever of way us. they want to do it they can set the appointment okay and they say you want an in-home uh service we're going to be on that quickly yeah yeah. I, yeah I forgot to ask you when i was asking about the mobile service how many trucks do you have where you send out for mobile in home yeah we have about uh 10 vans now wow. that uh are kind of dedicated to that um and uh so yeah we're out every day doing that and that's a big awesome. part of our business yeah. okay and christina since you kind of run the showroom with everybody there your hours of operation in the showroom are, are what which, which when you nine to six monday through friday okay. ten to five on saturdays closed sundays closed sundays okay so bajara open on saturday which is great so you can pop on by on the weekend all right that sounds good okay um and if you want to give christina a call uh, or call anyone at the showroom floor. They're all, guys, I'll tell you, um, I never met a person at uh, Hate Carpet that wasn't friendly and nice. Every time I went in there, Christina has a great group of people that she works with there. You can give them a call at 
1354. That's right to the showroom floor there. All right, uh, let's jump in. We talked about the 2021 uh, trends and things like that, and um, which is great because not every trend in the country is what's going on in the Pacific Northwest. So Christina was kind of helped. She set us straight on kind of what is popular, which is good. Um, now we're going to get into carpets. Um, now, I, you know, guys, I will be over the years. I've told you I really don't like carpets, but that's just me. I like a lot of stone, a lot of hardwoods, uh, but carpets have their place even in the Seattle market area. So they do. Yeah, yes. I got to keep open-minded about it. <laughs> so tell us about the different types of carpets you have, because I've heard Berbers, I've heard plush and things like that. Can you speak to, to the kinds of carpets that you carry and the popular ones? Well, the, it basically comes down to how they're constructed. So anything with a pattern basically automatically is a Berber carpet of some kind. It's a combination of cut and loop yarns, or it's all loops okay. of different levels, sometimes um, different heights of loops. But the loop construction is what creates the pattern and the texture in the carpet. Um, the other main category is cut pile carpets. Um, and those vary from low and dense and very flat and clean to longer pile, fluffier, um, multicolored yarn versus solid color yarn. If there's one big trend right now, it's in a tonal fleck for a cut pile carpet, which means you've what is, got what's a tonal fleck. Yeah, tonal fleck three different three different shades in the same color family and from a distance it kind of looks like basically one color of carpet but when you get up close you've really got texture visual texture in there of three different colors it blends easier with paint colors because it's not a monochromatic yarn um so it's very versatile it's not quite as formal though as a solid um one solid color carpet Okay. So well, as far as the material on the carpet, is it mostly nylon or what? Or wool nylon or, or polyesters. Okay. Okay. Yep. Are the two main ones. They're the mean, most durable. Is that, is that why they use them in the industry? Yeah. Nylon is typically more durable than polyesters. Although polyesters have experienced a lot of improvement, especially the last 15 years or so. So yeah. they're performing a lot better. Um, there's different reasons manufacturers use each one. Polyester is a little cheaper. It also dyes more interestingly in, in terms of color. Nylons sometimes limit the colors that they can, you know, get the dye to work in. Wool is a nice fiber, um, the most expensive fiber for sure. But, you know, in our market, there's a certain amount of environmentally friendly purchasers, you know, who, who want a natural product. And we definitely have lines of wool people can consider, but it's not the main thing we sell by far. Okay. So it's mostly nylon polyester. Now, frise carpet, I had heard that, but I don't know what that is. So can you tell us what frise carpet is? In a frise, it's basically a version of a cut pile where the yarns are permanently kind of crimped. So they're they're semi curly looking instead of okay. nice and straight. So it's like a calculatedly messy look. It's a little oh, more okay. casual. <laughs> um, people like it because it's very forgiving. Yeah. Um, it hides more in the carpet. You know. Yeah. 
but it's, it looks like curly hair. <laughs> a little bit. Know. Yep. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. You know, but it's, it's not really on trend right now. That's kind of. So it's cut and loop or Berber. Now, one thing, because again, I learned something new every time I research for a show. So now we have waterproof carpet. So can you talk about a little bit about that? Because I never knew a carpet could be waterproof. So can you speak to that? Yeah, Shaw Industries has developed a waterproof backing for their carpets. They don't offer it on every single carpet they make, but it's an upgrade on several carpet lines that a customer can order. And what that does is it contain anything that spills into that carpet is contained above the backing. So it never goes through it. And so that's phenomenal if you've got a pet, you know, where you're repeatedly cleaning up after him or, um, you know, things that spill into the carpet that that smell worse, you know, that it increases your chance of cleaning it completely and not having that smell basically soak into your pad because you can clean your carpet and clean your carpet. And even if it cleans successfully, if those smells of pet urine, especially cat urine, you know, get into the pad, that smell is there. You know, you've got to get it all out of there to really get rid of the smells. So, so the waterproof backing is a big seller, you know, for people with families and pets. Yeah. And then, Mark, as far as with the waterproof carpeting, is that opening up a new application for like basement floors and things like that where you typically would have stayed away from carpet? Where you need a vapor barrier? Uh, you know, it's not really a factor. A carpet's always been good in the basements. In fact, if you, most of the time, if you have a little more moisture, you actually want to have it be able to breathe. So, um, okay. so carpet actually has been more flexible for putting in basements than hard surfaces from that standpoint. So, okay. um, yeah, if the pad and the carpet combine, you know, you you take that in consideration. But of course, anything that's really wet is going to be a problem, right. you know, at least no coming what. up from the slab. But uh, carpet was still putting down the vapor barrier is still all the same applies. Is that true? Yeah, the problem with vapor barriers on concrete is that they lock the water down underneath them, so you can get mold and mildew. From that standpoint, because you know it doesn't have anywhere to go. So, right. uh, yeah. so do you not recommend a vapor barrier? You just let the the, the slab breathe. Yeah, I wouldn't put a vapor barrier okay. on the concrete. We sometimes uh, the pad will have a vapor barrier on top of it. Sometimes pad will have vapor barriers on both sides. Yeah. If I'm going on a concrete floor, I'd rather just have the vapor barrier on the top of the pad. Because then the air can still move in the, in this uh, cellular pad, you know, construction or felt pad. It, it can still migrate and disperse and dry out. <laughs> okay, makes sense. So that that covers a lot of the the carpet uh, aspects. I want to move to now wood floors. So we got hardwood, solid hardwood. We have engineered what. What are you seeing as, as kind of popular trends? And what's the difference between an engineered hardwood floor and a solid hardwood floor, Christina? Great question. We answer that question multiple times a week. Sure you do. Um, <laughs> solid is a, just envision a solid piece of lumber, um, cut three quarters of an inch thick by whatever width. If you're going with solid, you are limited to the size of the tree. 
because um, you can't get any wider than that. And the quality of the lumber, you're using prime lumber for the entire board. Engineered hardwood is still a genuine hardwood product. Yeah, like you're not settling for something getting engineered. Often you're getting better performance. It's more stable. More stable. It's, okay. it's so it's a layered thing. It either has a plywood core or a man-made some kind of pressed core in it. And the veneer on top is the species of hardwood, you know, that you're choosing is selecting as your flooring product. And then there's usually a hardwood on the bottom layer. And so all of those layers are bonded together and are way more stable in terms of expansion and contraction or changes for moisture levels than a solid board would ever be. And so it allows you to use that in applications where you would never put a solid board, such as in a basement over a concrete floor or in a condo with gypcrete. Got it. Okay. And you can get these engineered hardwood floors in any species you want, pretty much. And they have the coating on the top. Is the yeah. what, what do they call the coating that they put on that? Um, well, it's a urethane finish. Okay. Um, it's usually a urethane finish. Some companies have they introduce aluminum oxide into at least some of the layers of that finish, and that is an abrasion resistant component in the finish. Um, that makes it last longer, mm-hmm. but okay. that factory applied finish. So as soon as that is nailed into your floor, you can put your your furniture back that day. You can walk Ready on it. Go. There's no curing, you know, yeah. none of the fumes of the sand and finish That's system. Great. Without on Pete, this is All Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. This is Pete with All Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News. And Seattle's Talk. We're having a good discussion here with Mark and Christina Haight of Haight Carpet, which is way more. I like their, uh, if you go to their website, it's HaightCarpet.com. That's H-A-I-G-H-T Carpet.com. It's uh, what's under your feet. And I'll tell you what, with all of the technology that's gone on over the years, I mean, if you're looking from the 70s until now, Boy, oh boy, is there a lot of possibilities and a lot of technology that's advanced the flooring industry, all for the good, um, you know, is uh, what you can get out there. So that's hence why we're doing this show, so you can get educated. It's not just about carpets or solid hardwoods. Uh, and that leads me to the to the next couple of um, types of floors, which one of them has blown me away, the technology in vinyl flooring and where it's gone. So. Uh, let's start there, Christina and Mark. Can we talk a little bit about vinyl flooring? I hear the term WPC, and then I hear the term SPC. So can you kind of clarify what those two are and how they're different? Sure. Those two terms tell you which kind of substrate um, is the the core of the board. And a WPC is a wood plastic composite. Um, wood fibers and and plastics blended together, um, perfectly good core, a little softer. An 
SPC, SPC core is a stone plastic composite, and there's usually about 60% limestone content in that in the polymers of that core. It's more rigid. So sometimes you hear rigid core, and right. it's in, that implies that in the rigid core that there is some kind of limestone composite in there. They're not all equal. Um, there are many import companies that are really shaving. I mean, they just have the minimal percentage to qualify to actually have that in the name, but they're not at all the same thing as, as some of the better performing brands that we sell. So you do get what you pay for still in terms of the core, the quality of the core, but it's the fastest growing category of flooring. I would imagine what now are these two, are they waterproof? They're waterproof. They're hundred percent waterproof. Um, a lot of wider and longer visuals now, um, right. high definition photography, you know, and prints on those and really sophisticated embossing that follows the wood grain of that. Yeah. So, so a lot of them are quite realistic. It's um, amazing, Christina and Mark, because it's not your grandma's vinyl sheet flooring anymore. Man, not man, at all. It, I, I saw one on, online there. It looked like marble flooring. I was like, I couldn't tell the difference. Really, it's impressive. Right. So do you yeah. have, so this stuff, Mark, does it come in planks and tiles, or how does how does this vinyl come? Well, mostly uh, planks and tiles. Okay. And yeah, you're right. Though the visuals on these things are so dead on for the natural product uh, comparison that we're just going into rooms and we're not able to tell what we're looking at. Yeah, because it's you've got to get down there and real close or you've got to find a piece of it and look the side of it and say, well, what is this? So, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And it's well accepted now that uh, not everything has to be the real thing like wood or tile, yeah. but uh, we're putting, you know, these products in nice homes and things so like you're, that. You're putting the vinyls, not just in, you, you know, you almost think of vinyls like, Oh, we're going to throw that in the laundry room. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. These, these are ones now they're being put in dining, dining rooms, living rooms, things like that. Right. Yeah. All throughout the house, you know, uh, admittedly, you know, in, in, Expensive homes, they're not very often tuning that in your living rooms or kitchens. You know, the still natural products are still raining in those areas. But, you know, in the basements and rec rooms and uh, kids' rooms, and yeah, just uh, it's expanding and people are is gaining acceptance. It's and then, you know, in the condo condominiums, a lot of that's going yeah, in. You I would know. imagine. Because I, I looked, you got wood, you can get wood look, you get stone look, you can get marble look. I mean, it's impressive what they can do. Yeah, yeah you know, and we happen to do quite a bit of multifamily apartment replacement work. And it's, okay. it's really dominating in that area nowadays. So, yeah. um, well, it's functional, things. durable, cost effective, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. good. So, now I wanted to ask you, Christina, because for a long time, I was a big believer in laminate floors, and I'm starting to rethink my position on that with vinyl technology coming along. But talk to us about laminate flooring, and and where would that be the best fit 
a floor line. Laminate flooring has had its own revolution in recent okay. years because now most of the major manufacturers are making a waterproof or water resistant laminate. And historically, water's always been the worst, um, the worst threat to a laminate flooring, you know, and it's not very water tolerant at all in terms of your living space. And so, so to have that problem solved takes the worst objection off the table. It's still less expensive than most of the better quality vinyl planks and it's thicker. So you get, most of them are half inch thickness now that we're stocking or, you know, that we're displaying. And so sometimes the height of the floor um, makes a laminate more advisable, you know, than a vinyl plank because some of the vinyl planks are only six or eight millimeters thick. And so to get up to a height at transitions that you need, then you're adding plywood. And that's a pretty expensive conversation right now with the price of plywood. So, um, so there's an advantage to going with a laminate. Laminate still has the toughest finish by far. And yeah. so when a customer standing here saying, you know, they've got two large dogs and kids and they want something that is really scratch resistant, I tell them honestly that a laminate will still perform better in that respect than any vinyl plank yeah. that I know of in here. Um, well, there's a range know. of finishes on the vinyl planks too. Some are more durable than others, but. So it's good. If you have large dogs and large kids, Christina said, get laminate flooring. and 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 those also have really sophisticated looks now like they do not look like the the laminates of 20 years ago you know they're not shiny they're wide plank they're longer boards yeah um, and they have all the finishes like an engineered hardwood too right the Mm -hmm. same kind of looks yeah yes and they're slightly less expensive than a than an engineered hardwood correct they're in kind of a classification uh, yeah, powerful. quite a bit more expensive, uh, quite a bit less expensive yes. than the okay, engineered good. hardwood. Okay, we got a couple more minutes. Uh, now, I just want to ask you, because I know, you know tile's been around forever. Um, do you guys still sell quite a bit of tile in your showroom? Yes. And you yeah, got, we have a really nice tile department. Okay, so you can, they can come in and kind of take a look at what you have and all the different tiles. And, and um, countertops. Countertops and things like that. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, that's good to know. And I, I know there's different, I mean, wow, you know, geometrics, florals, marble look, there's all kinds of tiles that you can, for that kind of look. So, but I, I want to spend, we have a, about a minute and a half, Mark, I want to ask you, because, you know, this is always in people's minds. So what sets you apart uh, in installation? Because that's another big piece of this. And I know you guys have been doing that for years. So what, why, why is that important to your company to have installers? Yeah, well... We have uh, employee installers and subcontractor installers, but uh, the thing with installation is there is just a lot of um, things you learn over the years. So you have to see a lot of things to over the years to really come up with good solutions for the, there's just tricky things that are involved in installation. And, yeah. you know, the, uh, you can, try to find the right installers that know all these things, but you're never going to have the collective knowledge that you have from just all the years that you've 
been doing flooring and you've experienced this. Oh, I've seen that before. Without on Pete, this is All Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle News and Seattle's Talk. Stay in.